ladies and gentlemen, throw the money changers out of the temple, be super chill while a woman cries on your dirty feet, and get your sick abs ready to be sculpted for the next 2,000 years. Because it's time to talk tall to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Tall to Me. I am Nick McGill. And I am Omen Said. We are Feckless Momes, and we are here to guide you through the stations of the cross. When Jesus was whipped, and he had dinner with his buddies. When he was under wraps. When he was under wraps. When he was a steel monkey. When he owned a farm on the freeway. When he was a catfish rising. When he had a cap in his hand, and his name was Pebroke. Beastie. <laughs> it's hard to, to come up with those on the fly. Yeah. Song by song, week by week, episode by episode, we explore, we wander with you through the desert of the collected works of prog rock band Jethro Tull. And before we get into today's story yes today's parable yes if you will we have the gospel of john actually we have an email <gasps> an email email it to me <clears throat> your emails sir Uh, so this is a another repeat offender. Our this is our Anglo correspondent, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> the <laughs> the subject is cross-eyed Mary. Ooh. Says hi, Nick and Omen. A couple of thoughts. R e your cross-eyed Mary podcast. Saying that a woman. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Saying that a woman is on the game. Is British slang for being paid money for sex. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go any further with that. Maybe she always plays the game is referencing this. Mm. Also, I was intrigued to hear in the clip you played about the flute solo that vocalizing while playing the flute strains your vocal cords. Do you think this is the reason why Ian Anderson's singing voice is wrecked? Ooh. I last saw Ian and the band in Lincoln Cathedral a couple of years ago. The music was great, but it was painful to hear him sing. Keep up the good work. So, okay, so I've got a lot of things to address on this. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Starting at the end, he plays a lot of cathedrals as basically benefit shows to to keep the cathedrals open as as upkeep. That's fascinating. That is yeah. fascinating, especially given the material that we're just about to get into. Yeah, he has, but he has very, he's made it very blatantly clear that he separates the religion from the fact that these are old artifacts that need to be preserved. He likes the architecture. He does, yeah. 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 In reference to why Ian Anderson's singing voice is wrecked. It's at any number of reasons. Yes, the vocalization, hands down. He was never really 
he never took singing lessons. Right. Just like we never took podcasting lessons. That's right. And that's why our voices are wrecked. Are wrecked. But, you know, I did have the same thought when listening to that excerpt that you played from Strong Songs. And also in the Ballad of Jethro Tull, yes. he talks about, God, I wish I remembered which album it was. I think it was right around the 80s. It might have been, oh gosh, it might have been Minstrel. It might have been a little after that. I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. But he, he fully admits that there there was an album that he pushed it too high. He sang too high. He was able to do it in the studio because you can do it one off and then you're off for a couple of days oh, or whatever. but then he had to tour that Then they that toured record. that album. Yep. I... Yeah, to the point where they needed to cancel a couple of shows and wow. take some time off and then rewrite the shows to not sing most of that album. Wow. Well, and and knowing what we know about Mr. Anderson, think how loath he would be to take off a single performance, let alone a slew of them. Yeah. So it must have been quite serious. He fully acknowledges that was that was the worst thing that he could have happened. Plus, also, he has also acknowledged that he used to the the reason he never drank and smoked was because he knew he had an addictive personality. So he would smoke. He, he said he would smoke as many cigarettes a day as he could get. Wow. Yeah. That sheds a little bit of light on the line. How many cigarettes did I bring? He was a What song is that from, Omen? Cry You a Song. Hey, there you go. Good. Yeah, so I think it was a number of different factors. Yeah. Well, and, you know. Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull is not the only singer who has had this kind of struggle. I mean, there are oh sure, plenty of singers who've had surgery on their vocal cords. Adele yep. famously got nodes on her vocal cords that she had to have removed. Yeah, and she wasn't touring for 50 years. She was not touring for 50 years. Very few people are. Yeah. I was talking to my older brother, Matt, who you can hear on our other Feckless Moms podcast, Random Encounters. Nice plug. He listens to a lot of classic rock and stuff, and yeah. he has seen, he goes to see Alice Cooper regularly. He's seen Kiss. He's seen Aerosmith. He's yeah. seen all of these old ones. And he says 90% of the time they sing, they sing low. They, they kick yeah. it down the octave. They sing different than they used to. And it just makes sense. Yeah. And Tull is no different. And Tull is, is no different. And they, particularly at that time, when you're a twenty-something-year-old hothead, you're gonna, you're just gonna do it and do the best that you can without thinking about fifty years down right. the road, right. let alone the rest of your life, because who knows how long? Well, and you just may not have the awareness of what's good for your voice and what isn't. Sure. So, if there are any singers listening to our podcast, take care of your vocal health. Work with a a vocal coach and don't, it is don't an blow investment. it out. It's an investment. Absolutely. Nick, what else did you have to say about John's email? Going back to his comment on Cross-Eyed Mary. Yes. I'll pull that out again. Saying that a woman is, quote, on the game 
is British slang for being paid money for sex. So uh. maybe, quote, she always plays the game, unquote, is referencing that. I reckon it is. I uh, That sounds spot on to me. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you, John. We will send you a Christmas ham in the mail. In the email. It'll be an emailed Christmas It'll ham. It'll be an e-ham. An e-ham. <laughs> well, Nick, before we get on to our game, I have a little something to bring to the table as well. What? What? Is this an addendum or is this just a note from Mary? Mary has brought us, by way of the technology systems around us, Talk Tall to Me's very first tweet. Oh, that's right. Mary, let us know that we got a tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. See you in the morning. At 77AllenB77 tweets, At Omen Said, Hey Omen, I just discovered your hashtag Talk Tall to Me podcast. Smiley face emoji with the two hands. Been thinking for ages there should be a tall podcast, and I've found you. I'm trying to quickly catch up. I'm with you now on stand-up. I first got into Tull in the mid-80s with Under Wraps. Keep up the good work. Rock and roll hand symbol emoji, clapping emoji. And Mr. 77AllenB77 is from Paisley, Scotland. Hey, awesome. Very cool. Well, we thank you very much for your tweet. Absolutely. And I hope that you enjoyed. Uh, so I tweeted back and asked uh, what what his favorite song was, and he said "Wondering Aloud." So I hope you enjoyed our mm. episode a couple weeks ago on "Wondering Aloud." Yeah, yeah, very cool. Now, while Talk Tall to Me does not have its own official Twitter handle, you can tweet me at at Omen Said. That's at O M E N S A D E. That's right. And just use you certainly can. Use hashtag talk tall to me in your tweet. Please do. Please do. And I just want to say it's pretty amazing that he got in with under wraps and <laughs> stuck with tall. <laughs> under wraps isn't the worst by any stretch of the imagination, but it's up there. I, I think we can debate that in three in three <laughs> right. years time when we get there all right yeah let me hold on let me see when when do we have under wraps it is we can have this discussion starting in july of 2022 i will be biting my tongue until then <laughs> well nick all right i think that's it for for some the, our little housekeeping so yes. without any further ado what are we listening to today, Nick? Let's jump in feet first to Hymn 43. Let's have a listen. Listen away. A father high in heaven Smile down upon your son yeah. Was busy with his Okay. Wow. Before we get into anything, yeah. I want to talk some details on this song. Go for it. This hit 91 on the Billboard Hot 100. 
That's right. In in Britain. No, in the USA. In the USA. Yeah. Yeah. It was a single, the B-side of which was Mother Goose. Huh. Released March 19th, 1971. To quote from Ian Anderson describing this song, quote, a blues for Jesus about the gory glory seekers who use his name as an excuse for a lot of unsavory things. Quote in the quote, he says, hey, dad, it's not my fault. The missionaries lied. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're st- we've got the standard personnel, Ian on vocals and flute, Clive on drums, Martin on electric guitar, Jeffrey Hammond Hammond on bass guitar, John Evan on piano, organ, and Mellotron. 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 That's details. Omen, music or lyric first? What do you want to get into? Let's do music. Yeah. This song. Super peppy. So good. The guitar in this one, so good. I can imagine, you know, I can imagine if this came on the radio not hearing a single word of it and just being like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's Wednesday, yeah. my dudes. It is, it feels very, very praise-filled hymn. It's got It's got an energy. It's got a it crazy, has. crazy, like driving energy to it that I just really, really like. Well, and and in the delivery of it as well, there's a certain, we've been talking a lot about Ian's vocal production recently, but there's yeah. there's, there's a quality of vocal fry in his singing of this song, especially when he gets to some of the higher passages. But it mm. it sounds so cool. Oh, it works. Because there's an abandon there. Yeah, he's really ripping it. He is moved. He's moved by the spirit of this song. You know what's funny? It's almost like they've come full circle back to some of their blues with this song, like the style of it. Sure. The 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 riffs, the singing style. It it has that it has that feeling, but now it's so much more mature and so much more a adroit. Is that a word? Adroit. Adroit. Yeah. Detroit. It's it's so much more Detroit than the it's previous album. Way more Detroit. So much more. The I love in between the verses. There's that. It's like four separate little pieces that end in either a flute or a guitar. Are you referring to? Yeah, that he's got the hand on there to, to yeah, mute it. He muted. mutes the strings. Yeah. Those parts are so cool. Feel like whenever whenever they do that, I all I hear is is Martin Barr being like hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's backed by hypocrisy for sure. Yeah, and I, I really I really like those parts because they're not consistent in between the two pieces. So it's not like guitar, it's not muted guitar, flute, regular guitar, flute. Or it's it's not the same order every it, time, it so it always it keeps me guessing. Yeah, it's really nice. Which is really smart for a radio song because this is not their most musically complex song. It's nowhere near as complex as My God. No. But, you know, hearing this song come across your car speakers, it has a drive to it, it has a beat, and it's got enough of that rhythmic change to break it up to keep it interesting over the 
three minutes and change that it plays. Yeah, three three nineteen. It's 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 a pretty like perfect perfect single bite size snack. I used to be a a perfect single bite size snack, and then I got engaged. That's right. And now you are hermetically sealed and <laughs> packed away in the back of the fridge. <laughs> yep, that's that's how it works. This song may have my favorite chorus in all of Tall. Really? Just so, so good. There's power behind it. It's catchy as hell. As difficult as it is for me to say this, if I have this on the background, I can I can just like acknowledge that the song's going, but I can ignore those first two stanzas. But as soon as that that chorus comes in, I'm there and I'm singing along. Are you referring to well if Jesus saves, then he'd better save himself? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. It's good. It's really, really good. It is perfectly, beautifully designed for a single. Usually whenever I hear the word Jesus on the radio, I change the channel. Right, yeah. I change the station. And this is a happy a happy counterpoint to that. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is very similar in context to last week's uh, My God, for sure. Content-wise, you mean? Content, yes. I said context. Shall we chasse into the content then? Sachet? Yeah. 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 Let, let's let, let, control the fringe on your coat and uh, let's get in there. <laughs> here, here I am. So I feel <laughs> like if last week was about the Anglican church, uh-huh. this week is about the American flavor of Christianity. Yeah. Sure. And it is it, it is biting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting the if that is the case, for our our purposes we will we will make that our the premise. If that that the the Anglican one was so dark and trudging and dour, yeah. and the American one is so bubblegum. Well, it's America, baby. Yeah, exactly. We have fun here when we sin. Yeah, and it's... Could it be a... Could it be some sort of connection just in terms of relating to the age of the country or the religion itself? Yes. I also think that it has to do with Ian's relationship with each country. I think that in mm. in My God, it's really a personal... It's really coming from the personal, from his experience sure. going to church. And my understanding is that he went to a religious school for some period of his life. Yeah. The one that he, he left because he wouldn't let them whip him. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the one. He was like, I can't let you do that. And the headmaster was like, well, when you're ready to come back and receive your when punishment, When you're ready to you come back and know. be whipped. And he was like, yeah. um, I'm All right. good. Jog on. I'll go start a rock band. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's an observer in America. Mm-hmm. So he can make biting criticism in a non in a non personal way in a in a more casual way. Yeah, and it's not so it's not so layered. It's not so textured. It's more more of a facade 
response than anything. It's direct. Yeah. I do. I mean, I love the the line and the unsung Western hero killed an Indian or three, and then he made his name in Hollywood to set the white man free. Oh, Jesus, save me. And the unsung Western hero. Oof. It really, I mean, you know, when you think about the history of our country, Nick, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's not great. It's hard to get past the part where we were like, oh, well, we should kill all these people to save them from their pagan religion. Aren't we great? Yeah. Well, for anyone with a modicum of intellect and human decency, it's difficult to get past that. And then the fact that 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 culture, that kind of cowboy culture, became the basis, sort of the standard American model for masculinity. Oh, yeah. Machismo, yeah. Is massively problematic and unfortunate. Yeah, the that's that's kind of where where a lot of issues stemmed from and and kind of devolved from there, but yeah, that's Absolutely. The, it was the, the idolization of someone who who killed his enemies and took the woman regardless yeah. of of consequences. Violence and and in the name of something higher. Sure. Yeah. Of course, I got to go shoot these people up because I've got God on my side. Yikes. Yeah, this song is both a reference to to that factual history and and then made his name in Hollywood. It it hits on both of those parts where he was still a Western hero. He was still killing the the Indian just on film. And he was quote unquote. Yeah, he was worshipped for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Smile down upon your son who's busy with his money games, his women, and his gun. Would you like to hear a little anecdote from my hometown? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love a little, little Mexico, New York dish, please. Throw your mind back to the late 1990s in Mexico, New York, mm-hmm. and our local mini mega church, the Lighthouse Church of God. This is an evangelical church. Where in town was that? Was that around when I was friends with you it was it was right next to those three big crosses that had signs saying gay is not okay we love you enough to tell you on them oh my i do not remember that i must that must not have been the part of town i went i went through it was uh it's like no you wouldn't have because you you would have you would have gone out out 104 and missed it yeah okay so they so their their leader their evangelical leader they were one of the bigger churches in town, so they collected quite a lot of money. Uh-huh. And it came out that there were some unusual expenses in the church budget, and a little bit of research was done, and it turned out that the head of the church, this preacher, had written several fairly substantial checks to people who turned out to be prostitutes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And when confronted about this, he said, well, of course I gave them money. 
I had to recompense them for their time where they would otherwise be making money so that they could come to church. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't realize that Sunday at 10 a.m. was a, a busy time for prostitutes, but, you know. Well, we all we all worship in our own ways, don't we? Fair enough. Fair enough. That's true. But that, you know, that that to me was is just like the my my sort of go to hypocrisy in the church. Yeah, it's it's pretty perfect. It, it is textbook example. Yeah, pretty much. Now, everyone, if you please turn your pages to page 67, we will see the example of some douchebag using money that these kind, kind people have given to him. And that's the thing. The, 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 the problem isn't giving money to prostitutes because, no. you know, in my opinion, really, as long as it's consensual and safe and no one is being exploited, I don't, I genuinely don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. In this case, it was a guy who was spending, as you say, money, which was supposedly for charity and running this, this community organization and was also married Although, you know, who knows? Maybe the preacher at the Lighthouse Church of God had some kind of a cool, open relationship with his wife. Who knows? In the, in the 90s? I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is... I think... I, I don't want to say that we can all relate to these to each of these stanzas but like he in in just in three four lines he brings an image to mind for all of these yeah it's an unusually efficient use of language from from ian yeah and and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the the system is corrupt and it's very easy to reference yeah yeah absolutely you know in in 1971, when Aqualong came out, and I think it was right. The song technically was recorded in 70, but still, like 69, 70, 71. Right. Not much has changed. It's just that the people are richer and they're more openly doing it now. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Speaking of the 90s, do you recall there was a bumper sticker that you would occasionally see, um, which said. Oh, Lord, please save me from your followers. Did you never see that? No, I've never seen that. No. It was kind of popular in the 90s. And it, and it, and it's, it echoes, you know, what various people throughout history have said, including Henry Thoreau, author of mm. Walden. He had a, he, he in one of his chapters said something akin to that. I think it was, oh, Lord, please save me from do-gooders. Yeah. You know, people inspired by by Christian charity to come and do good at people. Yeah. There are there are a lot of ways to interpret religion and teachings, et cetera, et cetera. And we've all I'm sure we've all seen any number of varieties. And and this this song to to get back to the 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 actual topic, <laughs> this song this song is really tying into that is really touching that 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 chorus if jesus saves well he'd better save himself from the gory glory seekers who use his name in death who use his name in death yeah 
What is that sort of like? Do you feel like that saying, in a way, like Jesus isn't around to defend himself? Yeah, yeah. He is. He is a scapegoat. Yeah. I am doing this because Jesus. Or a justification. Hashtag because Jesus. Yeah. You know, and and in any and if any if the mind is twisted enough, it can validate its actions. Absolutely, it can justify anything. Yeah. Just look at the Spanish Inquisition. That's right. Or the witch burning. Open your text textbooks to page eighty three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Crusades that we we mentioned last uh last week. Yeah. Yeah. Ev- every one of them. Every one of them. And while things like that per se are not happening now, well, we're not we're not killing large swaths of people in in so blatant a fashion. We're not. Yeah. You and I, you and I aren't. No, I only do that on Saturdays and that's for charity. (laughs) That's for charity. That's right. (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, you could you could you could label gory glory seekers you could you could label a lot of people a gory glory seeker. Absolutely. I do think yeah. that there's there's kind of a a very American manifest destiny flavor to that phrase. Sure. You know, you know what sort of stands out for me about this song lyrically? What's that? Well, I saw him in the city and in the mountains of the moon. Just that one line. Really? Just because it's such a, it's interesting. It's interesting because he's saying, "Here's what everyone's doing in, in Jesus's name. Mm-hmm. Here's you know, here's all the bad things." And then, and then it's it sort of changes tack. I saw him in the city and on and in the mountains of the moon. Like I've seen Jesus, and he looked rough. Like yeah, that's two parts to me. That's Jesus is everywhere. Right. Just like God, God is inside you and me from from last week. Yep. And his his cross was rather bloody. He could hardly right. roll his stone. Right. His cross was rather bloody. Oh, and they could hardly roll his stone. He went through a lot of crap, theoretically, theologically, theoretically. He yeah. went through a lot of crap for you to be able to do this ah. to be a gory glory seeker. Oh, that's funny. My my interpretation was that his cross was rather bloody because it had been used to to bludgeon people to death all over the world. Oh, that's even better. I think what you're saying actually makes more literal sense. What did he actually die for? Or from? Yeah, he died. Be, yeah. Like his, his cross was bloody because he got nailed to it. Yeah. No. I mean, to me, it feels like it's a reminder. Yeah. Of it's the it's the it is the the boiled down essence of your religion and and look at what what's become of it yeah hmm i i do really like yours though oh thank you the cross had been used to bludgeon people to death you like that yeah it's yeah. fitting a fitting a round peg into a square hole F- fitting Just a round beat the hell out of it a round and, cross and, into a into a square convert square square nail Nail wound. Mm, too much. Not no, no. That was that was mild compared to the last two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Anything else on this omen? I think it's it, it is half the length of last week's. It is it is a bit more bite size. 
But I mean, I think it still covers a lot of the same stuff as last week. Yeah, but in like a fun way. <laughs> fun, f- fun written in Comic Sans. So it's supposed to be fun, but everybody really knows it's not. Because it's actually murder. Yeah, <laughs> in Comic Sans. Murder yeah. in Comic Sans. <laughs> that's that's going to be the name of my first mystery novel. <laughs> Check out your local Walden Books in 2023. Check out your local bathroom walls. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the whole kind of dogma of, of Christianity versus the truth of Christianity mm. is, is always been something that sort of fascinated me. May I tell you a story, Nick? Yeah, please. Story time with Uncle Omen. Hooray! <laughs> when I was a child... My childhood best friend and I would have sleepovers on the weekends pretty often. And the rule was if I stayed over at his house, I would, on a Saturday night, I would go to church with them on Sunday morning. Mm. That was the rule. So we would usually go to Sunday school for a portion of it. Mm-hmm. And and one time they were talking about the myth of, uh, the, sorry, the story of, uh, of David and <laughs> Goliath. And this Sunday school the, the teacher. Parable. The, the parable. The parable. Thank you. The parable of and sh- and he sure did have a parables. <laughs> we were talking about the parable of David and Goliath, and the Sunday school teacher said, "And then David killed Goliath with a slingshot." And I, a seven-year-old, said, "No, he didn't." And everyone sort of froze and looked at me, and I was like, and she was like, "No, he did. He killed him with a slingshot." And I was like, "He didn't, because a slingshot uses elastic material, which hadn't been invented until much later." She sort of stared at me and I was like, he used a sling. And she was like, well, what's a sling? And I was like, this is a sling because, of course, I had one in my pocket. (laughs) And I was henceforth invited to not come back to that Sunday school class. Disinvited. I was, my invitation was revoked. Yep. I was RSV, please do not. (laughs) It bears mentioning that you are the son of two scientists yes to literal scientists yeah. so that that type of debunking and examination well the thing is i was really into the story i just wanted her to be talking about it with some sense of historical accuracy and not be yeah. including materials that couldn't possibly have been invented you yep you just you finished my sentence and proved my point so thank you thank you <laughs> no that's i mean that the only thing I remember from Sunday school is they were so convinced that they proved that spontaneous life could not happen. Uh-huh. Because whenever you open a jar of peanut butter, it's just peanut butter. Uh-huh. That was literally the argument. That's that seems simplistic. I mean, also Catholic Church. What hoity-toity clean peanut butter do people have around there? Oh, oh only the finest peanut butter in Weedsport. That's oh. uh, yeah. If I don't find an ant in my peanut butter, I send it back. <laughs> sir, sir, uh, this peanut butter. Oh, is it about the ant? Yes, uh, it doesn't have one. <laughs>
So, Nick. Omen. What are we going to be talking about next week? Next week is, I have to say, the song that I've been looking forward to the most on Aqualung. Really? Yep. And it's it's the the final of our acoustics. It is Slipstream. Slipstream. It's a pretty little number in a pink chiffon dress. Until next week, <laughs> please go to iTunes and give us 43 stars. Sing yep. us a hymn. Of praise. Thank you. <laughs> and we will... We will show upon you our beneficence. We will shed our light of joy to your face and your ears. And podcastery. And podcastery. We only have one more slightly religious one coming up. Yes. It is definitely not as heavy as My God in Hymn 43. So so if you are devoutly religious and this hearing our, our hour long of or half hour long blaspheming has been upsetting to you, just just wait a couple more songs and we'll be back to our standard secular content. Yeah. Well, we got Slipstream and, and Locomotive Breath coming up first, so stick around for those. Yeah. Oh, oh you thought religion was bad. We're going to get to global warming and Locomotive Breath. Woo. Are climate we? change, baby. Oh, what? it's all about climate change, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tune in next week when we talk Slipstream to you. Until then... I'm Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. We are Feckless Moans. And this is Talk Tall to Me. Well, now you see, I heard that Talk Tell to Me was a proud member of the radio. <laughs> I heard, I heard, I'm not drunk, Bart Keep. I heard that Talk Tell to Me was a proud member of the Feckless Moans Radio Network. Clem, I, I don't know how many times I gotta tell you this, it's the audio network. Draw, Pinky! Get out of my establishment. I, I forgot how to walk.